0: Hiya. Hi, guys. Welcome, Welcome to, to Twins, Tonight. Twins Tonight. Our names are Maria and Elizabeth. Or Liz. And you are probably use this intro because we do it like every time. Every time. We, we're thinking of something creative to do at the beginning, but we just... I don't know. It's not that we gave up, but we just we should keep it simple because we thought that this option was like the least awkward right it sounds better because if we just sing into the because we we're definitely thinking of doing a musical number but then we were like we can't sing so that'd be a problem that'd be a huge problem but welcome guys a quick thing i wanted to mention is that it's an email that we yeah. share for our podcast which foreshadowing is gonna come up again it's gonna come up again it's not the fact that we made a new email but something else something related um. to an email Yes, yes, yes. But feel free to email us with any sort of feedback or comments, specifically if you guys have, you know, ideas for future episodes. And also if you happen to be a twin and you have interesting feedback, who knows? We might want to feature you. And we just love getting to know twins. We create an email. Yeah. Twinstonight at gmail.com. Other social medias are pending. Do not have any, but we have an email. We have an email that may just be it. We're always looking to in Peruve and to feature some cool topics. So, yeah, ideas are welcome. Today's episode is a fun one. It was actually a suggestion by Megan, which Megan, if you remember, was the guest on Week 2 of our podcast, was it? Week 2 friendships. Yes, week 2. Yeah. What? She was on our friendship episode. That was week two? Yes. <gasps> that was week, that was two. week two. Yes. Um, but Megan actually gave the idea for this episode, which is all about our upbringing and growing up as a twin. So we're going to be blasting to the past and riding that throwback wave. Oh, I like throwback. that. Throwback wave. As we talk about how it was like growing up with a lookalike by your side. For sure. And some of the topics we bring up today will be reminiscent of some of the topics we brought up in week one's episode, pros and cons. But growing a lot of the concepts further, bringing in new stories, other things like that. But that's today's episode. It's all about just growing up with this unique twin identity and some funny stories along the way. And maybe just how freaking weird we were growing up. I mean, we're still weird, but... We were so unique. We are very interesting individuals. We're still so unique together. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. It's a fun ride so the first thing we wanted to cover is the fact that we were always together we were two peas in a pond in childhood yes we were and we basically did everything together from class even though we couldn't be in the same classes we still did the same classes all up until college we did the same creative endeavors Also sporting endeavors. If you count what we did as sports. Yeah. And not like it depends on how people, yes. We did we never karate, jujitsu, gymnastics. Not necessarily team sports. I don't know why the heck we were never signed up for team sports, because I think we've been amazing at it. We Uh, never did team sports, but in the three distinct experiences we had, gymnastics, karate, then jujitsu. We and then, and then I'd be dabbled in track and oh, field we did dabble in track and field. But what's funny is that none of those experiences lasted very long. No. Nope. And all of the experiences ended at the same time for both of us. And what I mean by that is that if we decide to quit, the other twin, I think, agreed immediately. I don't honestly remember completely, but essentially, we we disliked something together. we quit it together. And it's funny because I think back to those activities, and I remember, not liking them. I don't think, I despise the leotard. I did gymnastics, scared me. The catwalk, it, I hated falling. I hated heights. No upper body strength. We, it was just not no, for us. It just so. wasn't for us. So maybe, yeah, we both quit it because we both didn't like it. And even karate, I just was frustrated. I think also we did karate in the winter, and I hated doing karate in the winter. Because I was so cold. The oh, winter's man. so hard. Brutal, brutal, Yeah, and many of you guys that are like, oh my gosh, Georgia winters are not that bad. I don't know. It's still relatively cold. it's all about being relative. Maybe when you listen to this episode, yeah. it is in fact almost 30 degrees outside. Because it is in fact right now almost 30 degrees outside. Yeah. As oh, we're recording indeed, this. Indeed, it is. It is cold out there. Oh, But anyway. So yeah, we did mutually quit sports and activities together were we influenced by each other i don't know but because we think alike and because we have similar interests i guess that makes sense that checks out it, it checks out for we sure. didn't like the same things yeah and another example in which we shared a lot of experiences together if you remember from week one i mentioned the whole birthday party situation tiffany yeah, what you said specifically girl. a girl named Tiffany had a the, birthday party. The way you Said Tiffany in that episode. Really, I don't remember. You were like, I approached Tiffany. <laughs> oh well, I'm so sorry for that sass. I don't think Tiffany's listening to this podcast because we really have not Talk- reconnected like, talked in 15 years. Yeah. So, Who, but the, maybe if it's Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany, you know, hey, girl, we don't remember you. I, I, yeah. Um, but anyhow, if you guys remember from week one's pros and cons episode, I mentioned how I went up to Tiffany. During recess, when she was on the monkey bars, and I asked her if I could bring my twin sister to her birthday party. Facts. Right. So me and Liz shared every experience. If one got invited, the other person very likely came. Um, Throwback to week two's episode, we brought up our childhood best friend, Sophia. Hey, Sophia. She's still our best friend to this day. She's awesome. But what's so funny is when we were talking to Sophia a few weeks ago, She mentioned how she remembered how the first time she learned that I, Maria, was a twin was when she was having a birthday party early in sixth grade, which was only about two months after knowing each other. Not even maybe two months. But anyhow, I went up to her. Me and Sophia were also just starting to get to know each other. So maybe just didn't come up for some reason. I'm not sure. I know Sophia recently told us how she didn't mind. And I asked, oh, hey, Sophia, thank you so much for this birthday party invite. Can I bring my twin sister, Elizabeth? And I just remember... Well, she told me recently that she was kind of shocked because she considered me a pretty good friend and I never brought up the idea that I was a twin. So that was kind of shocking to her. Which is interesting because having Liz come, because she wanted to get to know Liz. So I think for overall the consensus of Liz and I bringing each other to a lot of events, for the most part, people were very open for the other twin to come. Yeah. Perhaps because they knew if one twin vibe, the other one would. I mean, this kind of relates to a previous episode with friendship, But anyhow, I wanted to kind of bring that back up because I think it's sort of a funny thing. And it connects (laughs) the fact that we're always together. I remember when we were in second grade, someone invited me, just me, to a play date. Uh And I remember I was so weirded out by the invitation. Mom was so weirded out by the invitation. And I even think back to that day, and that was the first invite I got to a play date because me and you... We just always hung out together. Mm. We never really approached new kids on the playground yeah. or engaged with them on a play date because we just were different, but we were always together and we we sought comfort in each other instead of seeking it out in others on the playground. It's actually funny because in a way, Liz and I, in the beginning of elementary school, were kind of like loners, but not loners, like a pair, but that didn't really so much engage with the rest of the group. Yeah. It's kind of odd i think that just the dynamic we were comfortable with growing up because when you're put into new social situations you kind of shy away from putting yourself out there in general i think we kind of grew more extroverted with time but it is fine to think back at that while i consider you and i being so extroverted liz we just really stuck it to ourselves for just the few first few years of elementary school i also can I mean, I'm just hypothesizing here, but I, I feel like that may be common among siblings and twins. When they enter a new situation together, they just stay together. Very true. Because it's the same thing when you, in college, enroll in a in a class that's obscure, but you see a familiar face. You sit with them. You don't even branch out sometimes. True, you just true. sit with a familiar face. So, I mean, in part, it kind of makes sense. And because we were talking about the playground in elementary school, it made me remember how me and you did also share. Same first crush. Do you remember? Oh my gosh, the one we chased in kindergarten. Yes. Wait, I forgot crush on him too oh yes oh my god oh yes he was adorable that was actually like our first mutual and only mutual crush it was our first probably crush ever because this was kindergarten true and that was the first time we were like saw a boy and I actually think at the time we didn't talk our feelings out so we both just mutually chased him oh and I I think it was years later that we were like oh I liked him too oh that was liking that was like flirting chasing around the playground oh my gosh I forgot about that it was really I mean guys it's scary being chased by two twins because every angle. I don't know. We we really we did really him. good, and we, I think we just really freaked him out. We did the opposite of what we wanted to do. Yeah, but I mean, when you're I, kids, like, you think that you know picking on someone or getting in someone's way that's considered being flirtatious? flirtatious. I don't know, questionable. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was funny. Like that was our first crush, and it was our first mutual crush. Crush, and it was our Last, which is good, which is for the best. For the best, best. bringing up all of this stuff about sharing experiences, it kind of segues into our next topic about sharing everything. Everything So, everything else, everything else. So, physical things, not just experiences that was with other people, but experiences with, for example, food. Yes, Liz, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking what you're thinking. There's there's still examples from today. Oh, true. Today. I mean, we we share so much, but... No, it's so cute. Wait, let me share. Really quick. Okay, you go. Um, but Elizabeth won a recent like Instagram giveaway. But guys, it, yeah. Liz I'm, is very good at winning Instagram I giveaways. Just put myself out there. If fair. you get tagged because Liz, you know, Liz tags you in a giveaway so she can win, I mean, that's pretty common. It's, sorry to be selfish, but... But. It's, but it's amazing. Liz basically won this mask giveaway it's a really mm-hmm. cute company that upcycles masks, right? yes and you know me sustainability and it's so cute because Liz won three gift mat a gift uh three masks in this gift set and she immediately was like oh Marie you're definitely gonna get one like it was so sweet like it was without a question and Liz actually I was at work today and Liz texted me a picture of like the mask she was gonna pick out for me and I was like oh that's so sweet and then at work we got free food and mm-hmm. I and I stole some cookies for Liz and I saved the food to, for us to have for dinner tonight. Be, because I don't know, one, Liz got me in the sharing spirit. But two, I'm so used to sharing things. Like if you guys remember pros and cons, Liz sharing the Fuji apple with me, especially if we get big quantities of food. The Fuji Automatically, apple. we're going to think, oh, yes, me and my twin sister, we will share. Anyhow. Sorry, that was just that was today, not Texas was childhood. Just because one day. We, we are adults. Look at that! Imagine how many other days we're not bringing up. I mean, yeah, we share a lot, but do you remember when you went to middle school and suddenly everyone was chewing gum? Yeah, gum was the thing. Gum was the thing, and if you had a piece of gum, everyone was on you, wanting a piece of gum and whatnot. And I remember when we entered this said gum world, and this. Middle school, almost, like, popularity contest for gum. I don't know, it was so weird. Like, gum was so popular. And I remember every single time one of us got gum, we would share the gum. We would not immediately chew the gum. gum. We would save the stick and, like, bring it back home and chew the gum. Or find each other during, like, a... A bell break, or you know, the transition for classes, and we'd split a piece of gum, or even sometimes I'm in math class and Matt is sharing his gum with me. I literally ask him for two pieces, and middle schoolers are greedy. They don't want to give up two pieces. Wait, Liz, that's so funny you asked because so many times when I was younger, or even in middle school, if someone offered me something, I would always be like, Wait, but can I get two? Like, I think we did share a lot of things, but if I felt like being bold, I asked for two things, which is just so weird. It, Why did I do that? It's not that weird because it's just part of our nature. Going back to kindergarten, Marie and I would share everything we won from the prize box. Mm-hmm. We would be chosen to get something from the prize box or something, but we always shared it. We shared, We remember. I remember you won Pez, those dumb oh, yeah. candies, and you shared them with me. It's just... It's a twin thing. It's a friendship thing. We it yeah. and the f- the sharing continues. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's quite crazy because as a little kid, if you get candy, you'd think that you're more likely to be selfish and you'll have it all for yourself. But I think it's because we grew up, we saw this automatic association with this abundance or excess or like a blessing of any sort. You always considered... The other 20 were like, they should also get a part of this. It's It was almost innate. Like, I didn't force myself at all to share. It was never guilt. Like, I didn't feel like, I got gum. I should give it to Liz. No, I was like, I will give it to Liz. She yeah. needs it. I mean, I guess in a way it was guilt because I didn't want her to, I didn't want me to experience something that she didn't experience. But it's kind of funny. Right. And one other thing that came to mind that I want to talk about in this sharing topic is our first email our first email our one hour one singular first email and what was the email maria oh gosh so our first email was maria.and.elizabeth at gmail.com and we're thinking why the heck do we make one email to start because guys Elizabeth and I each each thank God each made a Facebook account in sixth grade. Which is too young for Facebook. Which Just it is fun, but we but each made an did. account it. in sixth grade, which is why I'm emphasizing each, because kind of a big deal at sixth grade. But then so I took the Maria and Elizabeth email and I was stuck with no email and you, you need an email. So I made one ready. Twins1998.com. or not com at gmail.com. But Funny enough, Twins was spelled T-W-I-N-Z because that's just – that's how we spelled it then. Yeah, we were really into adding Z at the end of our name, like our Twins concept, just like Bratz dolls. I, I don't know why. I think we want to be edgy. We did, and even when we were creating the name for this podcast, I wanted to bring back those Z days, but alas, I didn't, and that's maybe a good thing. Yeah, and quite honestly, guys, why we shared emails still – Confuses us to this day. Yeah. And what still confuses me today was the fact that me and you shared money. We put the money that we got from holidays, from birthdays, from really that was the only reason why we got money, but we put them into one bank. We put all of our gift cards in one pile. We put everything in one place and we shared that whole Mm -hmm. pot. Right. And when you say bank, you mean just like a piggy bank? Yes, a piggy bank. Because eventually when I think it was 15. We opened our own bank accounts when we actually started to work and make it like our own kind of income. It's funny because gosh, for 15 years, we all had one PE bank and we shared every single thing, which definitely made it hard to figure out who's who. Yeah. It was really difficult when we finally decided to establish our own personal spending, savings, wealth related accounts. And I remember going, I remember spilling out that piggy bank and looking at all of our gift cards and letters and being lost. And I think that for a whole year, me and you would be like, but did we equally split the money? But actually I found this gift card. Whose was it? Uh, we just were so careful that, to make sure it was even. Mm-hmm. We were so scared that one of us got more than the other. Because I actually remember that vividly, us thinking that maybe one of us got more than the other and that was unfair. Right, because we felt kind of guilt-attached, which I don't know why we didn't think earlier to split it up, but we were young. Like we said earlier in this episode, guys, it was second nature, essentially, for us to share everything. Right. So share one piggy bank, it made total sense. Made complete sense. Just like the email, made complete sense, um, which really it didn't. That's just something we did, and I think it's it adds to an interesting upbringing that we had, and possibly something no one can can really relate to maybe some people can relate to maybe you and your siblings did share your own piggy bank let us know that'd be kind of interesting to consider and something that is a pivoted topic from sharing but kind of relates to the shared experiences aspect i mean not really but what i'm trying to say is that liz and i dressed quite similarly We matched in several occasions. So in like that, we kind of shared a sense of awkward style. We did, but it always kind of varied. For the most part in elementary school, we wore very similar outfits. We had the same haircut. We both didn't know how to wear a bra. I mean, we looked so similarly atrocious. No, so incredibly similar. I remember, you know what's so funny that I remember is that growing up, Elizabeth and I were shy in our own ways, which is odd. One example in which we were pretty shy was the fact that we did not want to have our hair down. We thought that yes. if we took our hair out of our ponytail, Ugh. we would just shock the world. Right. It would be humiliating. Like, it'd be hu- like, we legitimately were humiliated with the idea. So, we had a ponytail, I want to say, through elementary school. And then I Threw think- Throughout. Throughout. And then I think we transitioned to pigtails, sixth and seventh oh, grade, yeah. maybe. Oh, my gosh. And pigtails. then I think it wasn't until end of seventh grade- We finally let that ponytail out and we got rid of the bangs. Yeah. (laughs) But what what I'm saying with this though is that in every step of our confidence growing with our hairstyling, we moved in stride. Together. Completely. When we had, you know, bangs and a ponytail, same time. Bangs and pigtails, same time. Bangs and long hair, same time. Side bangs with long hair, same time. Right. Different part. And finally, at one point, I have like a... I have a right part, you have a left part. I I honestly don't remember. We now have different parts. Sometimes, actually, when someone meets us, I'm always interested to see how people tell us apart. Sometimes they say it's our nose. Lately, people have been saying glasses and hair. But I remember maybe five years ago when we had the same glasses, same hair kind of thing, someone was said that they told us apart based on how we parted our hair, which I thought was so neat. That's so creative. Think of your creative ways to get to know us, please. That's so funny. It is pretty comical to me that Elizabeth and I, per appearance, physical appearance, were very similar, and and I brought up hair just because that was a pretty we huge thing. Those. Because finally, in the last five, six, seven years, Liz and I have differentiated ourselves more and more with kind of doing whatever the heck we want to do for oneself. But it's funny to think that in each time we grew with our confidence in hairstyling, we did it together, and similar with just how we were shy with showing our parents artwork or, 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 or singing or singing out or, loud I mean whatever it was we kind of grew together with how we grew in our confidence right and I still am so confused how I'm well I'm just sad I guess how insecure we were when we were kids about taking our hair down I, re- I actually remember the day that I went to school with my hair down and I swear that people were looking at me The whole time. I felt like their eyes were daggers and I was just in pain all day. It was ridiculous. Like, I was so scared. And now I think it's so funny because do what you want to do, girl. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone just thinks about themselves. If you think about it, really, no one cares about anyone. They really just care about themselves. But as a sixth grader, seventh grader, whenever we took our hair down, I swear that everyone was looking at me. Oh, gosh, guys, if you're insecure about letting your hair out, Know that we accept you, and we want you to take your hair out, yeah, and do whatever the heck you want. Because I think this is kind of a theme with our twinship: is that we a lot of times think along the same wavelength, right? Mm-hmm. And if one person is scared, the other person's scared. So I have a feeling we just fed off each other's nervousness, right? Like the idea that we were going to come out of our shell and suddenly have our hair down, if, the idea scared one twin kind of, and the other twin a lot. The person that was kind of scared became they, a lot scared. They won. They, yeah, they, yeah the, the negative emotions won the battle typically right. because anxiety kind of presents in more scary ways, in more impactful ways. And for some reason, we're so self conscious. And I'm sure a lot of people in middle school were self conscious about how their parents dropped them off at school or what they wore to think school honestly, or, or what phone they had. Middle school was so embarrassing. It, it was tough. such an embarrassing time, and I think. For us as twins, we just had this one twin image, whatever it was, and we just were so scared to divert from it. But we also kind of hated having this twin image. I think middle school is when we kind of were kind of frustrated with what our identity even was. Right. And then finally moving on to high school, we were more confident. We had our hair out, all the good stuff. And at that point, I think we realized that we really wanted to dress less similarly. Mm -hmm. And then we really got rid of a lot of the things that were alike. We didn't have anything that matched. It, freshman year, sophomore year of high school. Well, every single year of high school, there was a homecoming week. And every day of homecoming week had a different theme. And I remember one day, or literally there was one day every year, called mm. Twin Day. And, of course, Maria and I have the unfair advantage of sharing a face So we had to be each other's twins for twin day. So original. And I remember getting ready for that day and we had absolutely nothing to wear. We had nothing to wear because we were so set on differentiating ourselves that we got rid of everything. And that it left us with absolutely nothing to twin on. Which is really funny. Mm -hmm. We had nothing. We, we, the only thing we had the same was our middle school band Mm -hmm. t-shirts. And we literally wore that. We wore that with jeans. And, and con- probably converse, converse or combat boots. Because yeah. it's the only thing we had the same. So I just think it's really funny when I even compare the two. Because if you look at us, if you compare us from ninth grade to 6th grade. Because remember in 6th grade, me and you had those matching colorful jean yes. uh, animal print. Yeah, Elizabeth and I lived in this one outfit that we got from for- from our sister for Christmas, I believe. But essentially it was it was these colorful skinny jeans with, I got... I think a tiger print jacket Those was called for Liz got a leopard, leopard print colorful jacket. And I think they were both from like Delia's or. Delia's. Remember Delia's? Yeah. Iconic Delia's. Popping. But it, we both had these like bright outfits that I swear I wore at least once a week to all the birthday parties, to any like public shindig. I thought this was the most incredible outfit I had. It's the only outfit I remember. It's, t- I seriously think it's the only thing I wore to school. Yeah. I literally think we were outfit repeaters every single day and we didn't think anything of it. Uh, it. And it's just funny. We thought of we thought everything of taking our hair down. But we didn't Can't think at all about, about our clothes. So definitely, being in high school, we absolutely did not dress in alternating colors like we did in sixth grade right. on purpose. And, oh my and actually, I was so scarred from sixth grade that I refused to get colored jeans. It wasn't until late college that I realized I actually really like colorful stuff and I like colored jeans or colored pants. But I remember with that colorful leopard print and tiger print jackets, we had these straight-legged denim color jeans, and mine were purple and yours were teal. Yeah. And, yeah, there's just so much about middle school and growing up that we were scarred from mm-hmm. that in, in um high school is the complete opposite. So I just think that's really funny that we um we ev- eventually just became the complete opposite of being twins via wardrobe when mm-hmm. we started to develop. And even now... Marie and i make a point to not get anything similar because well first off we share a lot so why the heck buy two purple blouses we don't really wear blouses or Or purple purple, so but but, okay for example yellow sweater we actually own like three yellow yellow sweaters sweaters, true now that we're coordinating together we look at our closet and we're like we have so much of the same things but because even in college we had separate rooms but We lived on, for the most part of college, we lived on the same side of campus that we always went over to each other's places to trade outfits. It was just so convenient. So what a pivotal time high school was. We really did, we started to really differentiate. That Mm -hmm. was the time high school, was it ninth grade where it was time for our like six month haircut? And I said, no. And you said, yes. And we, you got shorter hair. I had long hair. It was the first time that we did a obvious physical change to our appearance that helped people yeah with um telling us apart i think it was ninth grade and it was funny because that day we got the haircut like elizabeth got like an inch off me maria got like maybe seven inches off i remember gosh it wasn't even, seven, it wasn't even four inches off it honestly probably was only like a four inch difference but right to us it was the world now i think we have like a foot difference ish now yeah. but i remember the day we got our haircut You and I pose in front of our front door and we're like, mom, take a picture. We were so proud. And that picture's framed in our grandma's room. I still go by that picture every day because I work in my grandma's room. That's my work at home office. I look at that picture and I say, dang, that was the day that we really set out to be different. And we were so proud and happy of it. Yeah. And it's funny to think back on because that day I didn't think too much of it, but I was like, hey, document our hair differences. But I didn't think that truly Our hair is kind of what really differentiates ourselves now. I would like to think it's other things like personality nuances. Interests. Interests, obviously glasses. But I think hair is truly the thing that over the years has led to the more common physical nuances in our life. And I'm so happy with it. Just because I personally love seeing you own your own style. I love seeing the way we get dressed for an event or style our hair like mm-hmm. for Anna's wedding and I just see how different we looked mm-hmm. Anna and in Frank's wedding oops correction love you bro it says but I I look at us and I, I see that we're different and it just makes me happy that we adapt our own personal styles and guys this has nothing to do with us growing up I mean a little bit to do with us growing up but I'm just happy now Maria that me and you have our own personal styles right. um Kind of, mm-hmm. but I mean, loves. it definitely relates to growing up because, yeah, in our 22 years of life in this twin journey, we have grown in our perception how we differentiate ourselves. And I think now we kind of want to differentiate ourselves in many ways, but also because we're kind of just like living in our own skin. But as we talked about in sixth grade, how we didn't think anything of having alternating outfits, but then in ninth grade, I think we like puked at the idea of alternating outfits. Yeah. It's just funny to think that three years difference so much has changed. and I mean, everyone here listening obviously knows that middle school is a very pivotal time like for emotional development and and personal development and all that. So I think that was a huge change for us is that while Liz and I stuck closely up until college in a lot of the same activities, I think mentally we're kind of diverging, kind of realizing that we wanted to live our own spaces. But I don't really think that desire to be separate was present until really high school. And I think, honestly, the more obvious change was the hair but i think the hair meant way more than we realized i think it was almost like the start of diversion i was i'm still here for it i'm just happy that we did it in our own pace that we were never pushed by anyone to change like our parents well i think they i mean i think they preferred us dressing alike because they thought it was really cute. cute i don't think they really cared because they still see us as like a unit to them it's our two twin daughters and they they view us super similarly. I'm sure. I'd like to get their input on how they really view ourselves. Ooh, foreshadowing future your, future episode, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, but that was that's a, those are some really good points that we brought up, Maria. And overall, those are the topics we wanted to cover in our little upbringing, growing up section as twins. And we wanted to end the episode with some funny stories. Particularly, these are events. These are habits this these were things that Maria and I did when we were kids together that's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous and it would only happen if I had you Liz. Exactly. And we want to bring them up in this episode because a lot of it did happen in our youth um primarily in elementary school because we just didn't give a crap of what other well we did but I, we we didn't we didn't realize exactly. how ridiculous of I the think things we, we did. lacked some sort of, like, social awareness in a, in a sort of yes, way. Yes, especially with one of these examples. And that one is the – I, I want to find a good way of saying this. We essentially brought a stereo outside – where did that stereo come from? I honestly have no clue where we got a stereo. Or it was, like, or, a boombox? Uh, I don't even know. Or it was just a phone projecting music. No, I don't remember. No, no. So, okay, in fifth grade, Anna – gave us our first CDs and it was the Chonis brothers and Metro station. Maria and I got really hooked onto specifically Metro station and Metro station is unfortunately a band that didn't survive very long. But if you guys listen to Metro station, they sing very raunchy, very teen adults level bops, but they were bops, but they were huge bops. Like don't trust me. Guys, you know don't or my first kiss. That wait Elizabeth, those are all 303. Those are all this is so 303? awkward because that's actually another raunchy wait, bop band that we were we, all so very into in sixth grade. They okay. scratch that rewind. So Anna did get a metro Station um CD. And yes, they were raunchy teen adults language kind of bops, and it was extremely inappropriate, but they had songs like Shake, 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 shake it, and like I wish we were older. Like this, yeah, oh um, no, no, and, and, and control. A lot, s- yeah, a lot of songs are about being drugged, sex, um all the stuff control, that are truly yes. not appropriate no. for eleven-year-olds. But we liked the way it sounded. So like, and we we also loved the lyrics. But we it was a boombox or a big CD player because we had a CD that we put in it, and we took. The CD. Oh, I know exactly. I'm imagining the box. It's silver so, and long. Exactly. Yeah, I there, remember, too. It's not a boombox. It was like a portable radio. Yeah, but honestly, I want to say it's a boombox. It sounds it's cool. It's some sort of prehistoric thing that could, li- like, listen to the CDs. Sorry, or play CDs. sorry. I don't know, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We don't wait to say it's prehistoric, but it, it's so just It's not incredibly current. Bluetooth is all the rage now. It is. But yeah, not Bluetooth. So I guess, like, a standard speaker, and I'm going to call it a boombox. So we took this boombox outside, and we put it on our driveway. And Maria and I on a Saturday at two p.m. Yeah. broad daylight. Broad daylight, we put the boombox. I love the word boombox. We put the boombox on full volume, and we blasted out Metro Station, mm. and we danced. Yeah, we just danced on our driveway, like interpretive dancing. Yeah, ridiculous like, moves, like 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 weird. Yeah, Elizabeth was trying to demonstrate to you guys, but, you but I was like, can't I can't walk away right from the speaker, and no one can see me now. But it was ridiculous. Da- I mean. Maria, we got down on the floor and did some moves. We just danced. And guys, go back and listen to Metro Station. I remember we danced to the song Control. And mm. control's a song all about drugs and alcohol. It's all about like wanting to lose control. And the whole time we were like, we want lose, lose control, control. Yeah. yeah. We were like, yeah, lose control, control. from happiness. Whatever. Yeah. let's do whatever the heck we want. It was horrible, guys. So inappropriate. And so many like wish we were older. It was guys, listen to these songs. They're not
1: like, very appropriate, appropriate
0: messages. But they're so good. Oh. So that happened. And that is one ridiculous thing we did. But I wish we had it on video, but it's forever ingrained in my mind. It definitely is. And something else that's kind of ingrained in my mind, having to do with these inappropriate songs, is <laughs> I think it was sixth grade or fifth grade? Oh, gosh, maybe it was also fifth grade. Yeah, it might have also been fifth grade. We were really into this song by the gym class heroes. <gasps> also called, because of Anna. Also because of Anna, called Cookie Jar. And it was essentially... A guy singing about all the girls from different nationalities that he's hooked up with. I think that's what it's exactly. And how they all are in a cookie jar and they're all different cookies and he he just picks one out like randomly. So, guys, very inappropriate. Yeah, not a cute message, but I I wanna say it's sixth grade. There was a talent show, and Liz and I want to try out, and we're like, we should do make a dance number to our favorite song. And at the time it was cookie jar. So we were like, let's make a dance for cookie jar. And we like danced to all this m- m- song that's so inappropriate but at the time I don't think we realized it but I want to say that we I think we told Anna that we were thinking of trying out to the song and she's like it's so inappropriate don't and we were so confused because we were like it's about cookies it's about how he can't have all of them I relate Oh no, we oh, did no. not relate. Yeah, so thankfully, guys, we did not even try out with that song because that could have been incredibly mortifying. I mean, yeah, very bad. I mean, they probably would have approved the song before presenting, but maybe they, the person appro- approving the song, would be oblivious too. Because, guys, at first, look, you just think it's this song about resisting eating all the cookies mm-hmm. but guys there's so much more but i would say it's such a bop guys such song a bop is such a bop i'm like singing in my songs so like head right now like cookie crumbs can't, in my bed oh, but oh, i gosh. told her i was through, through with that, that. She, she still don't believe it. in it we're <laughs> gonna stop right now no but it's like can't keep my hands out of the cookie jar i mean it's guys, so bad and it's like guys we like to pop in, sprinkle in those those lessons, but essentially these were just ridiculous songs that Marie and I connected to for the wrong reasons. We just thought, but it's the same thing as kids. There's so many songs circulating TikTok that are they don't have great messages, but they sound really good. Right. And people and are picking people, up on them, and, and their kids really things. don't listen to the lyrics. Which is why? Honestly, I don't blame us for doing it. I just think the way we like to show our love for the music was ridiculous really so funny. thankfully we were safe. because i want to say also that time when liz mentioned we were dancing in front of the driveway i really don't remember like any cars driving by or our neighbors Same. being around so i literally think we danced to the birds and the trees i actually in the I don't remember any person wooing or booing slash I, I don't remember anyone giving us a response which i think back then i was so upset by the show i was like no one showed up even though we didn't advertise it but now i think back to it and i'm so, happy. so glad no, no one, one watched them. yeah thank god well and the last funny story that's brief is that maria and i we just really liked sandwiches when we were kids yes but we also knew that our parents didn't really approve of us eating too many sandwiches yeah it's not like we ate more than one sandwich a day or even more than one Once every few days or a week but we had a really strict eating regime for our parents, that sandwiches just weren't really Incorporated. Yeah, they they just weren't incorporated. They weren't incorporated. I mean, like, salads and soups and meat, they all, they always beat out the sandwich. And let's be real, healthier options, right. But anyhow, we had this thirst for, or hunger for sandwiches. (laughs) We had this hunger for sandwiches, and Maria and I would go downstairs randomly, not around mealtime, and sneak around the kitchen. One of us would be on lookout, either on the stairs or at the Entrance into the kitchen, and the other one would quickly grab the cheese and the bread and whatever supplies we had, or PB and J. Remember that was also a fun true, one. True, true. And I remember we would secretly make sandwiches. We, whenever we bring this up among each other, we always just call it us secretly making sandwiches because like we would sneakling. secretly make these sandwiches and sneak around. And whenever we heard anyone coming downstairs, we would immediately just swoop the supplies off the table, mayonnaise included bread loaf, and we would run. And we actually hid behind our fireplace and secretly made our sandwiches. Mm-hmm. We were not successful all the time, but... We I- definitely weren't. I specifically remember a time where I think Liz was on lookout, and she told me that someone was coming, but I panicked, and I just ran. And I left all the evidence. So I think we got in trouble. So that was a fail on my part as oh, well, That's as- okay. But I do... I, I wanted to bring up the story because I just think it's funny how we still utilize that twin advantage growing up. We mm-hmm. always... We always utilize the whole lookout, sneaking around. How we can really place one of our, we can place ourselves in different situations and really pull something off. We're good at surprises and mm-hmm. sneaking with sandwiches. That's we just really are. That is a huge advantage. Huge challenge. We, we did pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. We just love this twinship and the sneaky things we can do with it. Right. So that is everything we have for you guys about growing up as twins. We really hope you learned some stuff maybe you could relate to some of that stuff but mm-hmm. chances are you didn't share an email and you didn't dance on your driveway to inappropriate music right and you probably got a kind of a, a look inside how liz and i are the way we are now like for the most part we're very exuberant interesting individuals i like to have fun with ridiculous things and growing up we were just similar same. in that way and how even to this day maria and i still invite each other to different things because we want to share that experience with each other mm-hmm. just like we did with tiffany on the playground heck yeah shout out to tiffany and shout out to all the people that accept me accept liz and i for who we are and love us and oh, yeah. are rolling along this twinship and supporting our podcast guys we love you and we really appreciate you guys tuning in to twins, twins tonight, tonight.